I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She says she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. She say he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kilsey Ray. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Platformcollection.com is where you'll find us. Go there, support the artist, the minds that we support. Um, thank you guys so much. You guys have been um, awesome, especially through this difficult time. Super excited uh, for the guest that I have on today. Um, I've been following this gentleman's work for quite a while. Um, he's an author. He's an investigator. Uh, he's a very hard worker. Um, Danny Silva is on the show today, man. How's it going, brother? Good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, All dude. Um, uh, so I reached out to you, bro, because I've been following you for, for quite some time on YouTube. I've also um, been into following um, the phenomena, I guess we can call it, right? Um, uh, I am... I. I'm a witnesser of of the phenomenon. We've had a bunch of guests on the show who've seen unidentified flying objects, um, had their own experiences. A lot of artists and um, people within our community uh, are really up on the topic. I reached out to you because I feel like um, the hip-hop community as a whole is uh, for instance, if I have a conversation about UFOs in my community, there's rarely someone saying, "Oh, that doesn't exist. Get out of here." They're usually, "Yeah, we get it," uh, and they'll have some topics about it. And I wanted to have somebody on that could speak to it and is a little more educated on the on the topic, um, because uh, what happens a lot of the times is we'll pick up just bad information, right? We don't really know where to go a lot in the community because we don't know who to listen to. There's so much stuff out there. Um, but like I said, I've been following your work for a long time. I love the fact that you approach it very much from um, a reporter standpoint. Um, you're a journalist. You're trying to find out the truth in the stories. Um, and that's why we've had, we, we have you on, man. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Thanks, man. And, and, you know, I don't call myself a journalist. I call myself a citizen journalist. Awesome. Because I, I never went to school for it. Okay. And not only that, but I've done hip hop, music like my whole life and then i just fell into this ufo stuff yeah so i'm coming at it basically from a hip-hop background i'm probably the only person in the ufo community i think that is really uh has the hip-hop background and then that was just grinding for like my whole life at hip-hop and it was hard work it was crazy yeah i have a couple of credits here and there but uh, it never really popped for me and then I just fell into the UFO stuff, and it's been like real organic. So um, that's kind of where I come from, and I've yeah. done. I've been, I've been producing beats, you know, and DJing and stuff since the nineties. Yeah, you know, one of the things is um, I was actually actually watching an interview with you, um, and I noticed the enormous amount of twelve inch records you had behind you. Um, yeah. So that was my first indicator, right? Because I know, I mean, I know what it takes to dig. I know that. Those yeah. records, that many records isn't just somebody who's just a, a hobbyist. That's somebody who's into yeah. the into the culture of it. Can you talk a little bit about um, uh, where you come from, where you were born, kind of how you got into uh, citizen journalism? I was uh, I was born in Miami, Florida. 
I've lived all over the country. I've lived in Kentucky, LA, California. Um, and then I grew up mostly in Tucson, Arizona. Then I moved to Texas and I've been in Texas for a long time now. Okay. And I've just always been, uh, trying to do the music thing really. And, um, then, uh, you know, I was just getting older. I've been producing beats. I have some credits. I, I did, uh, the beat for uh, Damo Genesis and Anderson Pack. Um, it's a song called Dapper. Fire. I did it, yeah, I did it with uh, some other producers. Uh-huh. Uh, I've worked on a Snoop Dogg song. I've, uh, I have a bunch of unreleased songs with Mac Miller and Dr. Dre. And yeah. Lots of people that just stuff that's never come out. I have a bunch of horror stories from the music industry. That's really <laughs> I bet. Been rough. It was really rough stuff for me. Yeah, did but, you, um, um, did you, were you pursuing hip-hop like from a, a young age? Did you start like, was that like your first love? How did you get into yeah, hip hop music? Yeah. I, I was doing, I was DJing since I was like 16, 17. Right on. And uh, that's all I was doing. And, you know, I made the mistake that a lot of us musicians make where I just like put music first and I didn't care. I wasn't going to school. You know, I was mm. staying out of trouble because I wasn't doing street stuff because I was doing music stuff. Yeah. But I, I uh, um, 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 you know, wasn't thinking of the future. I wasn't going to college you know, very, a little bit, but, you know, I was just like, I'm going to be a musician, screw everything else. And I just, that's not a good, uh, good thing to do usually. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did that for a long time, just working jobs. And, um, then, uh, and I got some credits, like I was saying, but that didn't really amount to a whole lot. And, um, then in, uh, 2017, you know, I was always interested in UFOs and, uh, and things like that. I listened to coast to coast AM a lot. Yep. Um, and, uh, but I was just a pedestrian and I was just interested in it. And uh, then in 2017, the um, there was that front page New York Times article. Some people saw it, some people didn't. Right. But uh, the Tic Tac. You know, the Tic Tac video yep. and then the East Coast, the Gimbal video. Yep. And they were talking about this guy named Luis Elizondo who ran this program called ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was basically a UFO program run by the government. And uh, that dropped right before Christmas in 2017 and um that just blew my mind and ever since i saw that i just tapped in and i was like obsessed and i had to know everything and uh then i just jumped on social media and uh started tweeting and just getting crazy on social yeah. media you know it was like a free-for-all and um uh, uh i had some friends and they were like hey man we're gonna start a blog because we uh we're all so thirsty for information and we were, we're looking for it ourselves rather than waiting for um, the New York times or something like that to post it. And um, so, and I was like, what? I've never even written anything. I'm not a writer. I've never yeah. done anything like that. I've never reported. Um, my dad's been a journalist, so it's been in the family, but I don't you know, really know what I'm doing. And um, I just started blogging and it became popular. And I realized I could break stories myself. If I yeah. find a story and I dig for a story, and I'm tenacious about it. I may be the first one with that information and I can share it on a blog and then boom, in an hour, it's, it's may not be spread to the whole world, but it's spread to the whole UFO community. Right. And right. Right. The UFO community is smaller. And so I can get information out to the UFO community instantaneously. So, um, and my friends basically just made me write. They kept bugging me and telling me to write articles, write blogs. And, uh, then um, that, that website kind of dissolved and I made my own website and I never looked back since. And I've uh, made a bunch of connections with people I respect greatly. And I used a lot of the skills I built up in in the music industry or trying to be in the music industry. 
I, I parlayed that into the UFO field and you'd be surprised like how hard it is to talk to a famous rapper, but I can get like a government, like dude that's dealt with UFOs on the phone sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Than I can get like a famous rapper. Like it makes no sense. But right. Right. Because the fan bases are bigger in the music, right. music industry. And, you know, um, as a producer, you're always trying to contact people and to get to get them your beats. So sure. I, I knew how to be tenacious like that. And, and, um, and I knew how to uh, speak and, and uh, market myself and things like that. So it just all went into the UFO community and it was real organic and easier. And um, I never, I, it was just like, it kept happening for me and I kept breaking stories and um, it was like, felt like it was meant to be or something crazy. And I've just still been doing it. Was it, um, did you find any, um, uh, like pushback from the UFO community at all? I know I've heard, um, Grant Cameron for people who might not know, legendary investigator, um, author, he's referred to you as like one of the young guns and one of the people out there, but was it, was it tough to get in there? I mean, were they trusting? Was it, you know, cause you were a new guy, right? Not in that world up until that point. Was it, was it hard? It's always hard. There's there's a bunch of hate, you know, in, in any field you go into, there's hate. Sure. There's a bunch of dudes that have been doing it for 30 years and they're jaded and they're mad and they're angry about no matter every anything that you do. Right. Grant Cameron shouted me out early on and helped me a lot, along with George Knapp, who's like the most legendary UFO. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, those two guys helped me a lot early on. But I was also just breaking me and some of my friends and, and, uh, some of us new guys, we were breaking our own stories. So it's like, they can, you know, are we allowed to curse on here? Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> they can shit on us all we want. And it's uh-huh. like, we're still breaking, we're still breaking stories. So like, we're doing it. Like they can be angry at as much as they want, but we're still the ones coming out with the stories. So, um, uh, but there's always that. And, and there's always the hate and I still get the hate. Um, and there's still dudes that are um, super jaded and angry and they want to break the stories themselves. If they're not involved with the story, they're not going to believe it. Or they hate Luis Elizondo, and I'm reporting on him. Oops, sorry. No I'm worries. Reporting on, I'm reporting on him a lot. Yep. So maybe they don't hate me, but they hate who I report on, and then they end up hating me. And uh, it's just a lot of that stuff. It's the same hater stuff that you get in hip hop, you know, yeah. or anywhere else. And um, everyone. So you were, so you were ready for it. I was kind of ready. It wasn't affecting me as much, man. It wasn't because I was yeah. just some crazy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that was the hip hop community or music industry helping me, kind of. And um, yeah, so it wasn't the biggest deal in the world. There is a lot of hate. I've been having people write about me, conspiracy theories about me now. I seen them. I seen yeah, them. Yeah. Um, and just stuff like that. But uh, it, it, it's it's mostly good, and um, it, there's always more good than hate. But I've had death threats, and I've had crazy stuff, and. Yeah. I'd love them to actually follow up on it and try to come see me, but <laughs> it's, it's internet stuff, man. It's always internet stuff. You know how it is. Yeah. I wonder, um, I wonder if you had any, um, apprehension as you started to break stories, right. And you knew like, okay, these are getting attention, at least from the UFO community. And then, uh, arguably they, they spread from the, the UFO, UFO community is probably ingested first, but then it spreads out into the world. UFO community is heavy on Twitter, right? And, and again, like I see artists that I know that are in the industry right now constantly retweeting people from the UFO community. Um, did you think that going into this, there could be, because um, you always hear about that stuff, right? Like 
like, was there a danger in doing what you're doing at all? Do you think that it will ever reach a point where there's a danger in doing what you're doing? It, it depends on the person. Um, you yeah. know, I started watching what I was doing a lot, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, 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 I don't want to air myself out of what I was doing. It wasn't nothing super bad, but I was like, you know, even if you get like a DUI or something and you're a public sure. person and then that gets blasted out and then people talk crap about you or, you know, something horrible worse. So I definitely started checking what I was doing. Not that I was like committing crimes or anything. But I was just like, I really need to be careful of what I'm doing um, now that I'm a public person because someone can try to use it to discredit me. And, and you're right about the, it hits the UFO community first when a story does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've had like famous journalists now, like hit me up and be like, I read your stuff because yeah. uh, this UFO thing has taken off. It's honestly, I've, I've uh, an analogy I've made is like UFO stuff right now is like hip hop in the nineties. Like right now, UFO I'd agree stuff with that. Is like, it's like only on UMTV raps right now. That's yep. where the UFO community is. We're not on regular MTV yet. We're just on UMTV raps and you get to tape it. Right. And watch it all week because that's the only hip hop videos you get. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're, we're real excited right now when there's a UFO story, like in mainstream media, because it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. But I think it's about to pop. And now look at hip hop in 2020. It's the biggest form of music. It overtook rock and everything. Right. And I think the UFO subject is kind of on that same trajectory. Um, and, and, and so right now we're like nineties or like eight late eighties right now. That's where the UFO community is. And we got guys like Luis Elizondo, and they're making it mainstream, and they're um, in a good way. He's not he's not puffy, right? He's, right. Uh, he's somebody dope. I don't know. Fifty. He might be a Nas though. He might be a Nas. Yeah, you nice. know what I mean? He's yeah. Nice. He's, he's, yeah. Exactly. He's like the goat. So um, it, it's it's funny and it's cool. I can use these analogies on this on this podcast, mm-hmm. where I can't do it on most of these other podcasts. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's where we're at. It's exciting stuff, man. It's really, really exciting. And I mean, we, it, it hit the front of the New York Times and there's been follow-up New York Times articles. There's been Washington Examiner and they've quoted me and or uh, referenced me and there's all these other places it's in now and it's it's real. And we got the um, Department of Defense, uh, Secretary Esper talking about it. Trump's getting asked about it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's huge and it's real. And, and, and uh, no one can deny it right now that there's stuff flying around. Um and uh, is it aliens? You know, I think so. And most people think so. Yeah. But even just taking that aside, there's stuff flying around um, our military installations over our big cities. Um, that's a fact. You can't even just debate that now. There's there's crazy stuff flying around that um, is defying technology that we currently have or that's out there that's known. Yeah. Did you, um, when you started to approach the, the, the stories, and really start digging into it, what was some of the surprising um, elements of it? Like, what were some of the things that may have caught you off guard or maybe you were, or just surprised you in the fact that it even existed? You know, some of the the elements of the story. Yeah, I mean, right when that New York Times story hit, I had anxiety over it. I was like, Mm. there's really a UFO program in the government. These are real UFO videos. Yeah. And, and, And I was just talking to myself a little bit. I was like, you know what, this is what I wanted, man. I can't be uh, stressed about this, but it mm. took some time. It took me a week or two just to realize that. I mean, cause I always thought it was real, but I wasn't ever like really, really sure. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was just like, wow, man, this is actually really real. This is, this whole thing is real. All, all these years I've spent listening to coast to coast AM or just you can even contemplating UFOs and aliens, you know, you do it as a little kid, even uh, this stuff is real. And so that, that, that blew my mind. Um, 
there's a lot of other things. Um, I, what I do, cause I'm just some jerk, you know, I, I have to listen to people I respect a lot, government people or scientists, like real legit scientists mm-hmm. and just people like that. So what really blows my mind is when they believe something right, um, right. and then, then I start to take it seriously. So there's a lot of crazy stuff like that, but, uh, um, without getting too far into it, a lot of the base story is accurate where, you know, there are UFOs. Most of these people I talk to behind the scenes, they really think there's aliens. Yeah. It doesn't mean they come from space. They may come from another dimension. They may come from the oceans. They may come from Earth. Yeah. It sounds like they've been here for thousands of years, maybe before humans were on Earth. There's really UFO crashes. That happens more than we think. It wasn't just Roswell. It happens a lot. Um, there sounds like there's abductions. That's debated a lot, but it really does sound like there's abductions. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but it really yeah. seems like... Um, and uh, what's what's more of the base story? You know, um, probably they've recovered bodies, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But just right. the simple fact that what about the UFO technology? The technology? The te- do you, do you think that we're or at least some element of maybe government or private has part of the technology has has recovered technology? We have crash debris. I'm sure yeah. of it. We have crash debris. The big question is, do we have a whole craft? That's mm. like Christine off the showroom floor. Mm-hmm. I've been told we don't. And, um, but then there's other people that really, really think we do. I have to kind of, all I can do is ask around to sources I have. Yeah. So that, that's more debated whether we have the whole craft, but we definitely have debris. Luis Elizondo himself, he was on uh, Fox news and um, right. you know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't like Fox, which is fine. We kind of take politics out of this subject because we just want UFO um, exposure Sure. So he happened to be on Fox, and then um, I try to stay not super political. I, it's been hard now with the election and stuff, but uh, um, basically we just advocate for UFO stuff. So um, we're happy when it's on Fox or when it's on NBC or Democratic stuff, Republican stuff. It doesn't matter. We just want UFO stuff out there. Yeah. But, um, he was on Fox News, National News, and Tucker Carlson asked him, um, you know, does the government have uh, UFO debris? And he said, simply put, yes. And wow. I believe. I believe them a hundred percent and there's more crashes than we think. And they're getting dealt with not just by UFO programs. They're getting dealt with other sections of the government because sometimes it's whoever gets up on that crash site quickly or first, or it's in their area where that they, um, they patrol. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm basically a hundred percent sure that the, um, the government has UFO debris. Not only that citizens do, you know, there's regular citizens that have that come across pieces Wow. Um, the question is, um, how far have we been able to reverse engineer it? You know, mm. you can read the uh, Philip Corso book and he's talking about like different technologies that, that we've, uh, gotten tips from the UFO stuff. I mean, some people think we have cell phones because of UFO technology. I don't know. Right. I don't know, but I know we have pieces and we have large pieces. Um, so it's, it's crazy. One thing I would tell the hip hop community that, yeah. 99% of what you're hearing about UFO stuff is probably crap. It's crappy awesome, but it's crap. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, it's not true. It's bullshit. And um, you really, really have to be careful of your sources. A lot of people that are into the UFO stuff, they get into all these other conspiracies that are just total bullshit. So we have to be really careful. It's almost like us as UFO people. We want to be taken seriously, 
So it's like we hate all these other conspiracies. We don't want to mix it with all these conspiracies. Yeah. Some people get into UFOs and all, automatically they believe every conspiracy they hear in the world. They're on YouTube and just listening to every single thing. YouTube has great information and has horrible information. Yeah. Same with the internet. So you have to be very, very, very careful. Um, and I I'm try to be really conservative, not politically, but um, with what I'm writing. I want to make sure I can back it up or, or, or that sources are telling me that I really trust. Um, and I'm just not getting into all this other crap that, that's out there. And uh, even with the UFO stuff alone, there's just too much bullshit out there. Yeah. So people really, really got to be careful. And um, it's real easy, especially if you're just kind of a pedestrian on the topic and you read some wild shit and you start believing it. Yeah. But, uh, and that's one of the reasons I, I really wanted to have you on because I think that, yeah. you know, in our community, that would probably um, you know, describe a lot of a lot of listeners or just pedestrians they've they've watched this. I'm a pedestrian, you know, I, I follow it, but I follow it um and I've been in, interested in it for quite some time. Um, but yeah, it's why I wanted to have you on. I I really appreciate the way that you approach stories. Um, you really seem to be looking for solid chunks of evidence or ver- things that you can stand by. You you stand by all your stories. Um, is it? Do you think that in the community in the in the UFO community, do you think that there are um, voices that are are purposely talking about things that are bullshit, as you'd say? There's been reports of it over yeah. the years. I know that not everyone is honest about maybe their backgrounds. You know, um, some people have government backgrounds and they don't want to uh, let everyone know. It doesn't mean it's nefarious. Yeah. It just means that, you know, they're not telling everybody 100% of the truth. That's their business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a lot of reports, and I think actually you can uh, basically prove it that over time there's been government agents feeding bullshit into the um, community trying to. Uh, mix things up you know um a lot of times they'll be uh they'll they'll mix in the truth with fake stuff so when the truth comes out you don't know what to believe you know there's all that kind of thing and um it seems like it definitely has happened over the years you know is it happening now i don't know i would assume so but um it's pretty crazy And, and i'll get contacted by people i don't know who they are yeah they try to get me to print stories or they'll give me information you know, I have to be careful because it only takes one time. And uh, if you print something that's super classified, you can go to jail or something. Right, I'd right. Hire, I'd have to hire some super expensive lawyer I can't afford. So I have to be really careful and with that kind of thing. Um, there is protection of the press, but uh, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot of trouble that I wouldn't want. So I don't, I don't ask for anything classified. I don't want to see classified information. Um, if someone asks me, I don't want to see it. Um, but uh, so you never know if you're trying to get trapped or if it's just someone on the internet and they think it's funny, they want to give you some crap um, that, and they're trying to get you to print it so they can, um, you know, discount you. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of things like that, whether they're government agents or the regular people, I don't know, but uh, there has been a lot of stories throughout the history of the UFO subject. Um, now I think with social media it's probably even easier for people, but uh, it's, it's definitely a concern. Can you talk a little bit about, um, cause you, you, you mentioned Lou Elizondo for people who don't know, um, describe him a little bit and talk a little bit about what he's been doing over at TTSA. Sure. He has been basically, uh, he went to college and then he joined the military and he's, so in a way he's like lifetime military guy. He, 
was extremely credible. He wasn't always doing UFO stuff. You know, he was fighting terrorism after 9-11. He was doing a lot of other things that haven't come out yet. And um, But he's a hero. So he's, he's a military hero regardless. And then the story goes that one day they were like, what do you think of UFOs? And he was like, I don't know. I don't think about UFOs. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we want you to run this program called ATIP. And uh, so he kind of got thrown into it because he was doing, you know, he was trusted. And um, so he ended up running the UFO program. You know, there's a lot of debates about how big the program was. Some people think it was big. Some people think it was small. Um, and he was kind of just doing it on his own. Regardless, he was doing it. Um, there And now, and there wasn't, there isn't just one UFO program also. There's been a lot of UFO programs. Yeah. Uh, we know of at least two. We know of OSAP. Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Application Program. And then that kind of became an ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And now there's a new program. It's not a conspiracy. It's out there. It's called the UAP Task Force, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. It's in the intelligence bill. Famous Senator Marco Rubio is talking about it. This isn't a conspiracy. Um, that's why I don't, I don't, also people don't have to get into the crazy conspiracies. You can look at the real stuff that's on the record. There's currently a UFO program going on in the United States, and it's not a conspiracy. It's real. Senators are talking about it. What more do people want? Yeah. You know, I, I tell everyone, tell your friends and family, this is actually real. It's actually happening. Back to get, getting back to Luis Elizondo. He, uh, so he was doing great work. He, and then he was an ATIP. Um, he had some struggles with funding, although he was getting funding. But at times, people were stealing his funding, other programs, you know, not UFO related. Um, it's always a battle like that. He was trying to get um, information kind of up the pipeline. And some of these higher level people were kind of insulated by people around them. And they, it was hard to get the UFO information to them. So he ended up retiring um, early. You know, he cut his pension and all this stuff to... Uh, to retire early, he joined To the Stars Academy, that's ran by Blink 182's Tom DeLonge. Right. Yeah, a bunch of us in the hip hop world, we don't like Blink 182. I don't really like Blink 182 too much, <laughs> but you know what? He he's killing it. Tom DeLonge's killing it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he's changed the world straight up because he's gotten Elizondo to join him. He's gotten Chris Mellon, who's another big time government guy, to join him. Other people like Steve Justice, who was like really high up in skunk works. If you don't know skunk works, they do all the secret planes, secret air technology. And um, so they made this company along with other scientists, big time scientists like Dr. Hal Putoff. And uh, this happened right before the Navy videos released. Basically they kind of uh, facilitated the New York times story in 2017. So that they get credit for that. Yeah. And um, since then they, they have the unidentified TV show to educate people they're speaking to um, uh, politicians and government people nonstop. I don't think the UAP task force, which is going on right now, probably wouldn't have as much clout as they do if it wasn't for Elizondo and Mellon and all these guys advocating behind the scenes to the political um, uh, politicians and political parties and and, um, and committees and things like that. Um, so basically, they're killing it. He came forward, and um, he's not into being super public, and he did it. I think for the goodness of everything, they're yeah. also a company. So they're, they, they are trying to make money and people try to uh, crap on them for that. But, um, you know, you have to make money in order to feed your family and sure. keep just to keep going. it functioning. Right. Yeah. Just keep yeah. functioning. And, um, so they're doing a lot of different things. Um, you know, they have even like, they even sell t-shirts and stuff like that, but 
Tom DeLong um, funnels a lot of money uh, into it also with his other band, Angels and Airwaves. But um, they're killing it. So they've released videos. They've gotten the task force um, and politicians on board. Now, even recently, um, Defense Secretary Esper was talking to Japanese politicians and bureaucrats about uh, UAP uh, um, things to do. And and, uh, basically, because there's UFOs all over the world. They're messing with militaries all over the world. Yeah. And um, so now Japan has guidelines, basically, similar to United States guidelines of what the military is supposed to do um, when they see UFOs. So that's huge. Other countries are getting involved. Um, they also, uh, Elizondo and the Stars Academy also has something called the Atom Project where they're studying material, they're studying debris. They entered a contract called a CRADA with the um, United States Army. Uh-huh. So they're able to use Army facilities to study some of this material. Wow. Um, so it's, it's going a long way. And not only to the Stars Academy, there's other people not affiliated with them, um, like Dr. Gary Nolan and Jacques Vallée, and they're studying material. So that might be the big thing. These guys are trying to get scientific journals that are peer-reviewed and stuff like that to prove that some of this material isn't made by humans. It's a hard task to do because just because we find something that's crazy that we can't make, it doesn't mean that you're going to convince the whole scientific community that humans didn't make it. It could be just something secret, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. We haven't came across. But um, So that's a big avenue. There's all these different avenues they're working on. That's one of them is proving debris. Um, what, what, what about Elizondo? Do you do you trust? Because you you mentioned I trust him. Why? Yeah, I've I've spoken to him at length many mm-hmm. times, and um, I think he's a great guy. And I don't think just when you chop it up with someone over time and get to know him, yeah, um, you kind of get a feel for him. And uh, I've dealt with a lot of snakes, especially in the music industry, and he's not sure. one of them. And that's um, awesome to hear. That's really yeah. cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And um, not only that, I just they're they're putting their money where their mouth is, and if they haven't been um, uh, uh, winning, they can yeah. they're continuously winning. They've had setbacks, but like they're continuously winning, and it's driving people crazy in the UFO community that don't like them. But sorry, and it's 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 keep it keeps moving. And now this whole thing with the UAPTF, the task force. It's just, it's continuously winning. They've released, uh, they got the three videos released from the Navy, which was like the biggest thing ever, right. you know, in the UFO community. We get to actually see videos. Of course, a lot of people say they're just drones or they're, they're this and that, but no, they're crazy technology. The um, the DOD and, and the government basically has said that they're continuously unidentified and they've had years to identify, un- to identify them. They haven't been able to, you know, and Elizondo always says that we've put billions of dollars into being able to identify what we see, whether it's a type of a drone or a missile or whatever it is, that's that's America's job to figure out what that is because that's how we protect ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Not only can we, not only are we not identifying what these things are, um, they're flying around our battleships and they're flying around our nuclear facilities. And so it's a huge uh, risk and, and threat to American military. You know, people always argue about what the, the threat of, you know, aliens are, UFOs are. And um, that's. From, uh, oh, there you go. Um, okay. My bad. Uh, no it's worries. not only hidden from, um, from the American people, it's also hidden from a lot of politicians. So they're as interested in, as we are in many cases. They know more than us, but they don't know everything. So it's kind of a battle between 
some of the programs that are kind of above water, like UAPTF and, and ATIP, because um, UAPTF, ATIP became UAPTF. It's okay. kind of like a progression of these programs. And um, so it's kind of a battle between them and then the super secret special access programs. And they want the special access programs, the secret ones, to um, to share some of what they have with the public, or not even with the public, just with politicians in classified ways. How much of the how much of the private sector has their hands in and you think UFOs? The um, a lot of times when I'm looking at sources or I'm mm -hmm. just reading stuff as just a reader, you know, um, you can see a lot of different groups. Sometimes these groups hate each other. And um, uh, when a group it hates, a bunch of groups hate each other, but they're all saying similar things. Yeah. You know, there's probably something to it. So um, that's one of the topics that I may, I understand that there's something to it because everyone is saying across the board that there's these um, private in industry uh, companies like Lockheed Martin or a bunch of others that could have um, hidden uh, 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 programs, basically these special access programs and stuff like that. They're yeah. able to hide at Lockheed Martin. So if there's a program and it's at Lockheed Martin, just as an example, that means you can't uh, FOIA it. You can't use the Freedom of Information Act to get any kind of information that's private. Yeah. And um, so it's a great way to hide stuff. And it's 100% true because it, there's just too many sources saying it and agreeing on the same thing. Um, and we've kind of been sniffing around for a long time now. So I believe it. Is it 100% in Lockheed Martin? I don't know. It could be in another company. Um, but there's a bunch of these big companies and um, we know a lot of their names, but Lockheed Martin is just kind of the best example where it could be. But yeah, this stuff is also hidden. The special access programs themselves can be kind of hidden in private industry. Yeah. What do you um, think about, um, who, who's the, uh, help me with this, the Skinwalker Ranch. There was a, who? The owners or someone bought it, right? Somebody came in and bought yeah. Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, it was um, owned by Robert Bigelow. Yes, Bigelow Aerospace, did, right? Yeah, he, he right. did own Bigelow Aerospace. That's now defunct, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, he also facilitated the OSAP program, which was a UFO program by the government. He got that contract under a group called BASS, which was Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. And um, he owned um, Skinwalker Ranch. He did a lot of great work there. Um, he had a... a private group called NIDS National Institute for Discovery Science. They were at Skinwalker Ranch doing all kinds of crazy stuff. The story goes that the phenomenon at Skinwalker Ranch was always kind of a step ahead of the scientists and the investigators right. at Skinwalker Ranch, but they still had a lot of weird, crazy things happen. And if anyone isn't familiar with um, Skinwalker Ranch, there's a great documentary by Jeremy Corbell. There's also a History Channel show um, from the new owner. The new owner is a guy named Brandon Fugel. He's mm -hmm. a good guy too. And um, he bought it from Bigelow. And uh, so he's doing a lot of great science too. Um, so it went from being in great hands to going into great hands, I think. I like both of those guys and I think they both do great work. And um, the Skinwalker Ranch is a whole other ball of wax. It's really crazy. Yeah. And um, there's just a lot of drama and a lot of just crazy stuff that happens there. And um, it's not just UFOs. It's just all this other paranormal stuff, you know. Um, do you feel do you feel like it's because um, I've heard a lot of a lot of people. In fact, Grant Cameron was kind of the first person that I um, that I heard personally start talking about 
the phenomenon of UFOs, um, aliens, um, like basically all what how what do they call it? Uh, high strangeness, right? Um, that it's all kind of connected. How do you feel about that? I haven't um, known that, and then, mm-hmm. you know that's consistently brought up with Skinwalker Ranch because everything's there. Yeah, all this kind of strangeness is there. UFOs. Some people would say poltergeist, um, portals, yeah. you know, weird things. Pe- um, you know, there's stories of a scientist and he was started just like speaking in like some, like something like took him over and had him like speaking weird words. There's a bunch of other stuff I'm forgetting, you know, like, um, and then NIDS um, also, they, they didn't just uh, study Skinwalker Ranch. They studied other, um, other uh, UFO sightings and they would get reports of other weird stuff like, Bigfoot and stuff I never even considered. Right. Giant wolves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghosts, yeah. portals, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff It would, is sometimes around UFO sightings. And not only that, but if you're an abductee or an experiencer, sometimes you just... Stand by. Ah, oh, there he is. They're trying to stop the truth, Danny. Okay, sorry, you dropped out for a second there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you were at uh, you were at the Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. You were saying that there's, you know... Uh, Sightings outside of Skinwalker Ranch have also produced that high strangeness type mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And experiencers, abductees, and things like that—they'll get psychic ability after the fact. There's a lot of weird stuff. A lot of it I don't understand. You know, um, a lot of people say that there's a consciousness factor with UFOs. It's not right. just nuts and bolts craft, although it is. But then there's also all this consciousness stuff. It's popping out in the other dimensions. I kind of leave a lot of that stuff to some of my friends that are even smarter than me. Um, I don't dip into a lot of the consciousness stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't understand it all, but I know that there's something to it because everyone says that there is across the board. Again, that's another thing that everyone, even people that don't like each other, they all agree that there's a consciousness factor um, going on with this UFO stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been interesting to hear that side of it. Um do you feel if you had to say right now what you think it is? What I mean, what what are you? What is your hunch? What do you lean towards? I think it's what I would call non-human intelligence. Um, gotcha. And like I said earlier, are they coming from space? Are they coming from the ocean? Are they coming from other dimensions? Are they have they been on Earth? Called something called crypto terrestrials the whole time. It may be all of that. It sounds like there's more than one species. Also, well, um, wow, yeah. So we don't know for sure. Other people know probably a lot more than me. But um, it sounds like there's different species. It sounds like they've been here the whole time. It ties into religion. I'm not saying God isn't real. God is real. And and religious texts are real. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff in religion probably is also UFOs. You know, are UFOs wow. angels? Are, are UFOs, are aliens angels? Are they demons? Maybe. Maybe they're also just regular aliens, too. Maybe it's yeah. all three. It's a bunch of stuff. It's pretty hard for us to kind of wrap our heads around. Um, and that's, that's where it gets really, really wild. So yeah, I'm trying, of- I'm trying to, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to uh, remember. I don't know if you remember, but Tom DeLong tweeted something recently about, I guess his idea about it, I guess it kind of dipped into the consciousness idea, but I think he said something about the way we perceive it are, it actually has to do with like even our perception of it. Right. As it almost, almost saying that it, we could possibly like what we see is part of our consciousness, right? When we see whatever these phenomenon we see, it could be part of the consciousness. 
it seems like he's heavy on that. that. Some people think that, yeah. And again, that kind of goes over my head. I don't know if people watch South Park. I love it. Yep. And there, there's um, there's this one really funny episode, and like, there's an alien, and he's like, and the and the South Park kids are like deciding what they want the alien to look like. Yeah. Right. They, right. Right. And they finally decided on like a taco that's crappy and ice cream. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, there was a movie made, like that too, though, right? Wasn't uh the Jodie Foster movie? Oh, did it? Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, where so, she she appears the the aliens appear to her um as her dad because they feel like yeah, she could yeah. take that the best. Yeah, so that's a big theory that some people think. And, and that's who knows so weird. Theory. I don't know. I don't know. But it's something to contemplate. Yeah. Okay, so um, you run a, a website, so, Silver Record, right? Um, <laughs> in fact, we have it up here. What are some of the stories here that you feel um, maybe we could dip into? Maybe, you know, um, something, something you for the community. About? Yeah, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You know, I got a lot on here. Um and it's and it's kind of a flow of them, but uh, that I and I try to build on previous ones. Um, so any of them that you want to talk about, they're all you know pretty important. I think the biggest story right now is probably the the UAP task force that I've been talking about. And uh, like I said, it's not a conspiracy; it's a real task force. It's a real UFO program that's currently going on. And um, uh, I don't know what else to tell people. Like it's not fantasy. Um, this this story right here, I'm just I just covered real quickly, mm-hmm. and then I showed the uh, the wording in the synopsis of the bill, and um, we were really excited about it. We knew we already knew that there was a program going on because Luis Elizondo has been saying it since 2017. Yeah, um, this is kind of it in writing. Before this, even it was already confirmed actually, but this is it in the bill, and it talks about if the bill gets passed, the or the act gets passed. Um, then they have 180 days to uh, to turn in a report. So that's really, really cool. And wow. not everything in the report is going to be unclassified. Some of it will be classified. But the fact that they gave them 180 days to turn in this report, and a lot of this is thanks to um, Senator Marco Rubio. That's amazing. Did you yeah. – did, you know what was frustrating for me, man, is um... – in January, when 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 these when these stories, especially the Tic Tac video, and it, it had just taking national news, and I remember for at least a good couple months, it seemed like it was on all the time. They were constantly they were talking to pilots, they were talking to to Lou Elizondo, they were talking to everybody. Do you, being a person who's interested in it, right? But also, you know, you're you're a very logical thinker. Did you find it weird that the public at large seemed to um i mean it, these are like huge statements this it's a huge huge statement i thought it was world changing when i saw it to me it, it hit me that hard but it seemed like the general public was like oh okay and then they kind of just moved on yeah you're 100 percent right i mean it was world changing for me you know people talk about the idea of a smoking gun you know this was a smoking gun and it didn't do what it was supposed to do it didn't hit the world like it should have hit it still it made a big splash and it changed everything but at the same time like elizondo isn't like a household name i mean yeah. he should be as famous he should be as famous as any celebrity kim kardashian or something i agree and people just uh they just don't care as much as we thought they would care and so now the idea is well if that smoking gun didn't work we're just gonna have to keep hitting them with as many smoking guns as we can 
but um, it's really weird. It's like we're living in some sort of like weird other world where people just don't care. I mean, I understand they want to go to work and they want to go to uh, watch football and stuff like that. But like, isn't this story bigger? I mean, it changes everything or maybe it changes nothing because it's not their day-to-day lives. Hmm. You know, so it's kind of just a, a mic, uh, 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 um, a, uh, um, we're just looking at kind of the world and it's just from a sociological aspect, it's just really weird and it's, it's odd. And that's why we get so frustrated as UFO advocates or UFO people that we just want to shake the heck out of people and get right. them to believe this. And yeah. um, it, it has, I have seen big changes in people around me where people just didn't believe this at all prior to 2017. Now they believe it. And now they actually know that there is stuff flying around because I'm telling them and they actually believe me yeah. before that's what it told me to go away from them and get away. But uh, so that's cool. And it's become a lot more serious. It's become great. At the same time, you can think of this in a good way where people didn't get super scared because that's always been a fear that once this stuff comes out, people are going to get scared, kill themselves, buildings. No one's really freaked out about this. So it's good and bad, but in general, we wanted um, a bigger splash, but maybe some of the government people didn't, maybe they wanted kind of like a slow boil on this. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Every time, every year, there's more and more just kind of adding to the story. Do you think that the story as of uh, today, by the way, for if, if people um, are listening to this on the day it came out, we re- we're recording this literally the day after Trump um, said he has COVID. So the world is crazy as it is right now, right? There's tons of stories um, going on. Do you think that, because one of the connections I try to make, especially within the for the people in our community, right, is in, in the hip hop community specifically, is that I feel that the UFO story, if the truth comes out about the UFO story, then the truth can come out about a lot of things in our government, right? It, affecting social justice, affecting the rights of people, right? Because these are things that have been maybe kept secret from, from us, maybe some of them uh, justly because it's a, you know, it, it has to do with national security, but at the same time, maybe not. Maybe there are things that we should be knowing as a public, and I think that the, this conversation is a great entry point into the other conversations that need to be had, even about social justice, right? Because if some of these things are being covered up purposely um, and and not for good reason, then we it leads us, right, to make that jump that, okay, then there's probably a lot of things that are being covered up, right? There's a lot of, there's there's a ton of stuff. Yeah, and there's been stories, I, I can't remember them offhand, but I, I get sent stories all the time about, you know, um, these spokespeople for the government lying. And yeah. it's not just UFO stuff. They're lying about other things. They're lying about international incidents or or things about war. And um, they end up lying about stuff. So we know they lie. The yeah. spokespeople with the UFO uh, topic, they've been lying their pants off. And they've been lying a lot. For like 70 years, they've been lying. You can make the um, argument that it's a national security thing, but not everything is. And they're just they're just lying about stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to trust them. And people are like, well, why would you trust Elizondo? Because he used to be in the government. Well, you can't. The government isn't all one person. So you kind of have to um, call it like you see it. And there is a lot of people inside the government that aren't happy um, with uh, with how it's going. And they want the truth out. 
And then there's a lot of people that want it to be secret and they don't care about the public or they think the public can't handle it. So it probably is an analogy you can point towards other things. I mean, you probably can't say every single cop is, uh, is bad, but right. you know, there is bad cops and there's some good cops and, and, right. and there's bad cops that are lying and you can apply this to all, all kinds of different things. Yeah. And, um, it's funny. We, uh, as UFO people, we try to advocate just like social justice people want to advocate and, and it, it bleeds over and we see the different movements and, um, and then back to the other stuff, it's like, it's the news cycle. So anytime there's a big story, it like hits for like a month or two weeks and then it's just on to the next thing and it's on to exploiting whatever story and, you know, no story is bigger than Trump or especially Trump that had, having COVID or whatever, or the election. I mean, the UFOs to me are bigger than any presidential election, but it's never going to get that much coverage. On so it's always a battle. So you had this one um, back in March that caught my eye. That's why I brought the Skinwalker Ranch thing up, um, mm. that the team briefed the U.S. government. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, during the OSAP program, when Bigelow, uh, Robert Bigelow and Bigelow Aerospace owned Skinwalker, Skinwalker was a big part of the OSAP program, or at least a part of it. So the Defense Intelligence Agency, were, or they were already interested in Skinwalker Ranch and studying it. Wow. And um, so that continued. And um, when Brandon Fugel, that's Brandon Fugel right there, Mm -hmm. when he bought it, um, the government was still interested, not as interested as they were, but he briefed them. He continuously briefed, or he briefed the government. He wasn't happy uh, with how that turned out because they didn't share a lot of information with him. Um, He kind of shared a bunch of information with them and they just said, okay, thanks. But, um, that's just another weird fact. It's one of these other weird facts that people kind of gloss over and don't really think about. But yeah, because that's was, huge to me. Yeah, I mean, the government was interested in the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. The paranormal stuff that was there. Not just the government, but the Defense Intelligence Agency. And, you know, it's real. I mean, I mean, you can't prove everything that happened at Skinwalker Ranch, but it was, it was credible enough for the government to throw money at it or at least be interested in it. Right. A, conser- uh, a considerable amount of money, it seems. Um, they're not just throwing yeah, a couple thousand it's, dollars it's, it's at this. Debatable. <laughs> it's, it's debatable where that money went, but, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, in general, yeah. Um, did you – now, when you got into this initially, um, did you think that this would be a like a long-term thing for you? Was it just an experiment? Were you trying to like, hey, let's see where this goes? Because now, you know, you've – you're – you're embedded in this UFO community now. You're you're constantly being called for interviews. I mean, you're you're being interviewed all around the world. So, is this something that you see? Are you going to see this through? And what does that mean? I'm definitely seeing it through. I didn't think any of this was going to happen. I really didn't even try to make it happen. It's it's the trajectory of my UFO stuff is what I wanted in in the music industry, and I never got it. Um, but everyone is trying to be in the music industry and it's crazy and horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but the, the UFO stuff has been totally organic for me and, um, I feel like it was, it's meant to be. And, um, and we need, uh, you know, I'm 41 now, but I'm still considered like a young guy as far as the UFO community is concerned. For sure. And, um, but I'm old as heck in hip hop, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and they, they need younger voices in the UFO community because a lot of the guys are up there in age. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to stop doing this. It's a passion for me. And 
And um, I think the more uh, uh, the subject becomes more credible and um, we're not going to stop until then. And I'm not going to stop. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what, how many haters I have. And we're going to keep seeing these um, national or worldwide news stories popping. And um, it's just going to, uh, it's going to keep happening. I'm not going to ever stop doing it. You know, I don't uh, support myself from doing this. I just, mm-hmm. I'm doing it for love. And uh, kind of like how a lot of people do music for love yep. and they're not supporting themselves. And uh, it's just too much of a big story for me. And I'm still going to be keeping my regular jobs, but I'm going to continue to do this as, and I'm going to take it as far as I possibly can. And even if that just means I, I have my blog and I, I continue to do blogs, or if it turns into something else, I would love that. And there's a lot of other people in my position um, that have kind of started since 2017 in the same way. We would love to work for like a newspaper or something and then do UFO stuff full time. Right. We'd be able to do a lot more output. But if that doesn't happen, I'll always have my blog. That's what's super dope about having my own website now, too. I agree. Um, comparing it to the music industry, okay, I make a beat, then I have to send it off. Then someone has to like it. Then we have to clear the samples. Then we have to wait on the uh, label to put it out and blah, 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 blah. No, yep. not like this. I mean, maybe it's different like that now in the music industry because you can stream and you can just put a song up and stream it immediately. But that's how I feel with my website. If I want to do something, I don't have to rely on anyone else. I write the blog, put it on my website, and it's up immediately. It's instantaneous, and I don't have to wait on anyone else, and I don't have to get anyone else's approval. I don't really work with anyone else. I don't have an editor. I'm doing everything myself. So it's boom. It's on the website. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about this. Uh, The Navy vet claims USS Kid had UFO encounter in 2019. How'd you come about this story? That's a friend of mine named Dave Beatty. He did a um, documentary style recreation of the Nimitz Tic Tac event, mm-hmm. kind of like a, a animated version of it. And like Lou Elizondo and T the stars Academy, cause they, there's the, um, there's the animated version, but uh, he, um, he gets all these Navy vets and, and military vets contacting him nonstop. And um, once that happens, he gets to kind of dig into it. So we, we weren't able to prove that this event actually happened. That's why the Navy vet claimed it. Mm-hmm. But there's consistently UFOs around battleships, around military installations. I did another story just like a week or two ago about the USS Boxer in 1998. Mm-hmm. I consider that one basically proven from my sources. It happened in, as far as I'm concerned. So that was that was even more credible than this story was. What? Why do you? Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Um, because I was able to take talk to sources, and gotcha. um, I, I just feel more strongly about it, basically. Yeah. Whereas the the, the USS Kid, that was only like one person, and but this box the boxer, um, I was able to talk to more people about it, and uh, so I felt like it was um, even more solid. People that but, were uh, on the ship. I haven't personally talked to anyone on the ship, but I know uh-huh. others have. Yeah, Got you. Others have. And um, so it's just, uh, it, it, it continuously happens. It's kind of like these crashes that happen that are happening a lot. Well, even more so than that, there's continuously unknown aerial phenomena around ships and around nuclear facilities and around all this other stuff. It's happening all the time. It's really weird. And, and that's not a conspiracy. It's really happening. Some people think it's Russia. Some people think it's China. But this stuff is bouncing around in the air. It's not necessarily breaking physics, but it's using physics that up to this point, as far as we know, humans aren't able to utilize this kind of physics. Yeah. Because there's no wings and there's no propulsion that we can see. 
It's just an object and it's bouncing around. It's not even making regular turns like airplanes make. It's just bouncing around all crazy. Um, I, you know, it's scary. It's chilling actually to think if this is, um, another country, it would seem as if there's literally nothing we could do about it. Right. If, if this is another yeah. country with a technology and they're around our military, um, that should, that should be terrifying to people. Right. And that's kind of what they're bringing to these politicians and some of these mainstream journalists to get them to wake up. Whoever has this technology is, is making us look like fools. Yeah. And um, it's extremely scary. Um, whoever, if, if Russia or China had it, theoretically, they could take over the world. You know, there's different um, theories. Um, and as far as maybe we can't do anything about it, there is people that think that we shoot at UFOs and maybe we've actually shot some, da- shot some down. I don't know for sure. It's just those are just theories. Maybe we have. I mean, it seems somewhat credible, but I don't know how good we are at it. Maybe we got lucky a couple times. Yeah. Some think we like nuked the atmosphere and we nuke these large areas of the atmosphere and then we accidentally hit some UFOs that are up there hiding. Wow. Um, other people wow. think we're shooting. Yeah. Other people think we're shooting lasers at UFOs. And there's actually a video um, that's been around for like 10, 15, 20 years that looks like it's a laser and a UFO in space and then it turns around and the UFO goes the other way to avoid the laser. I don't know if that's real, but it looks real. It's yeah. hard, to, hard to know with these videos. That's another thing. Um, just because you see a video now, it's like, unless it's coming from like a military fighter pilot, but just because it's pop- popping up on YouTube, there's like no way to know if it's CGI now. And it makes yeah. it really harder. It's making stuff really harder. Not only that, there are a million drones in the sky now. So unless you're seeing something make a right into a turn or something like that, it's really hard to say it's a UFO and, or there's SpaceX satellites and there's all this other stuff that people think are UFOs and they're not. At the same time, there is a bunch of UFOs up there. So, you know, it's a mix. Have you, have you yourself, um, seen anything? I've never seen anything. I've seen some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. I saw, I saw like a green light that was really, really low to the street. Yeah. And, but I didn't see it like blast off or make a right angle turn. So I have to assume it's a drone. I'm a hard sell though. Yeah. I'm a hard sell some of the stuff. I've seen like flashes of light in the sky. I know some people will they'll see a flash of light and they'll be like, that was a UFO. And they're like convinced it's a UFO. Yeah. I'm not convinced. I can't say for sure. So I, I just tell people, no, I've never seen anything. I've seen some maybes, but they're just, they haven't convinced me. I'm not an experiencer. You know, I've never been abducted or anything like that. Um, I've never had much, I've had some weird stuff happen to me, but not really with UFOs. Um, and, uh, I just have always been fascinated in the subject and I feel like there's so much evidence there that I can't ignore it. So, um, I come from kind of more of a boring background as far as the UFO stuff. A lot of people have had experiences and that's why they get interested in this. Yeah. Um, I haven't. So I don't know if that makes me more of just a plain reporter or if that puts me at a disadvantage. Sometimes it does because sometimes experiencers only want to talk to other experiencers or they don't trust them. Oh, I got you. It's like, it's like a street dude and they don't trust anyone unless it's another street dude. Right. But, uh, but, um, I'm just me and I, and I don't uh, sugarcoat what I've anything and I don't make stuff up. And, uh, I've never, I've never seen a UFO. And if I do, if you see me saying I saw one, then I must, I must have been pretty sure that I did. Cause at this point I never. Yeah. I don't know what I, I saw. I, I, in fact, I've, I've said it many times. I, I was, I was about 13 years old. Um, and the cool thing is, is that I wasn't by myself. I was actually with my mom. Um, and we saw something, uh, really big. 
in and I uh, f- full disclosure I live maybe this is why I've always left this door open to the possibility that it could be our own technology but I live I live right by naval a naval base in San Diego mm-hmm. um I mean I can see the naval cool. ships from my house so awesome. that's a hot spot yeah, it's a it's a hot spot. It's a huge hot spot. Um, in fact, I think the Nimitz was was that off our shore, right? Off the yeah, coast of San Diego. The USS yes. Boxer, the story we just looked at, yeah, also off the coast of San Diego. It's yeah. a huge USS hot, hot spot over there. Yeah, so we saw actually two, I guess, ships. Um, one was rather large. It seemed as if a small a smaller ship came out of that, and that was the thing that really. Um, I mean, my I can st- I can hear it like it was yesterday, like my mom gasping, you know, because um, she's not she's not in into it at all. It, it wouldn't be like you know she immediately thought it was a UFO. She thought there was a fire in the sky or something like that. Um, and uh, I saw the smaller one just shoot off at a speed that was just I couldn't comprehend. It was just so fast. Um, and the other one kind of hovered there for a second, and then it just took off straight in the air. But it's always I've always left that door open that, you know, we're right here by the naval base. Who knows? I mean, I I, st- I can't say either way. You know, I, I know what I saw, though. I definitely saw this. Um, and it kind of sparked my interest from that point on. We've had other artists, touring artists, artists, you know, with there he is. He's back. Um, yeah. So what did you name any artists? I miss that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, DJ FM from the Psycho Realm, uh, related cool. to Be, Re- Be Real. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, FM has actually been on the show a few times. Um, cool. In fact, he, he got really uh, he got a really good response for the first time he was on because he um, just kind of started talking about this experience that he had with the UFO. He's had a couple. Um, and... I, he's again, just, I know him as a really stand up guy, not a guy who is very, he's critical about facts and logic. And, um, he's still confused by it. He, he doesn't say it's aliens, but he's like, yeah, I definitely saw, um, a ship. I wasn't alone. Uh, there was a bunch of people in his car with him, um, while he was on tour. And, and I can just imagine, I mean, you can imagine being out on tour. I mean, you know, these artists go through these rural areas and sometimes they're driving yeah. for hours, Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a topic of conversation on this show probably since its inception. Um, just because a lot of the artists have come on and, you know, surprisingly enough, a lot of them, when we bring it up, you know, they'll kind of beat around the bush a little bit. And then all of a sudden they're talking about a story that they've had. Um, and and it's, it's why, you know, I, I wanted you to come on the show because like I said, man, it's. Going through all the BS online, right, and trying to filter through it, and who's telling who's t- telling the truth and who's not, and it gets frustrating. And I can understand why people could get disenchanted with the idea, but I think that it's important, especially with our community and our listeners. Now they know you. Now they they here's a person that we're talking to that's talking to our community. They have a reference point now, at least you know. And I, and I wanted them to have. If you're going to have a, a good jump off point to dive into the topic, I wanted them to talk to somebody like yourself because I didn't want to um, confuse people more. That's not what we're trying to do. I really just want people to understand that there are people out there 
who have good hearts, who are really trying to pursue this story, these stories because they want truth, not necessarily they just want um, something weird to be a part of their life. They want truth. They want to know if this is the real thing. You said you would be doing this, that you're going to see this through. Does that mean under any circumstances? Are you like, if say you do get one of these threats that, that we've talked about or somebody called, or that just starts to ramp up. Is that something? Can, can people scare you away from this, Danny? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I would think no, but you never know what would happen. But I have had death threats on the internet, and yeah, I don't take them seriously. But I would love them to come and holler at me. I'd love to meet some of these people that are <laughs> so, so crazy on the internet. Yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, a death threat, know. Danny. Danny, what a death threat for what? For why? Um, I've, I got people that have just like been emailing me for years, dude, and just like yeah. crazy haters, and they hate uh, they hate the stuff I report on, and or there's conspiracies about me that I'm a government plant, where wow. I'm a I'm a gatekeeper of information, and uh, and when and when you're a reporter, uh, or you take yourself seriously and things like that, like you can't say everything you know. You get off the record comments, and you can't burn your sources, and you can't. Sure. name everything and just burn everything down or else you're never going to have any stories in the future. But, um, so there's always that. And there's always, I have to be careful of, uh, of what I say sometimes, but I'm not like holding any big secrets that it's going to change the world, you know, um, or else I would say it, but, uh, but I had, you always have to protect sources as a, as a reporter. That's the number one rule. Yeah. You know, or else you're a piece of crap. Basically. Absolutely. And, uh, um, but uh, no, I mean I, I I don't care, and I'm 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 with the shits if it if it goes crazy, and uh, I, I just I don't see that really happening, and I think it's just the nature of the internet, and um, once you're a public person, you get weird people, and of course there's extra weird people in the U- uh, that are attracted to UFOs, um, and crazy people, you know, yeah. straight up they're crazy, and uh, but there's also just super haters, and um, they hate everything, and uh, they want to see you fail, and they're gonna. Um, try that's a little eerie, Danny, that you drop out every time we start talking about threats to you. Yeah, I, saw, I, saw, I, I, I just moved and I got my new Wi-Fi, too. It should be working. No, it's but, all uh, good. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, something shoot off. Yeah, you saw something shoot off. That's that's one of the observables, quote-unquote, instantaneous acceleration. So that's pretty cool, man. Like, I've never seen that. So you, yeah. that may have been an actual UFO that you saw. And you're in San Diego, a hotspot area. So yeah. that's, that's cool, man. And as far as you... Um, talking to celebrities and just people in the industry about their UFO stuff. That's cool. And I like writing about that because uh, I've written a blog about just celebrities that have claimed it. You know, Aaron Rodgers was talking about it last week. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm always into hearing celebrities talk about it. They, uh, they're taken more seriously than regular people. And that's why we like to talk to military people because they're taken e- extra seriously. But, um, you know, even Bootsy Collins and uh, George Clinton supposedly had this big UFO experience. Yeah. And that's why they started putting all the UFOs on their covers. Yeah. So maybe UFOs, maybe aliens and stuff, they like musicians, man. Maybe they want to see the dudes. John Lennon from the Beatles had a big UFO uh, encounter. Yeah. I, I think that there, if there's, I, I've always had kind of like a hunch, if there is something to do with the consciousness part, right? We yeah. as a creative people, right? You know this, you're a producer, you, you know that when you're making music, there is something that you tap into, right? There's an inspiration sure. that happens. Sure. I've, made, I've made tons of stuff where I'm like, I don't even know how I made that. I don't know if I can make it again. Um, and I just think that, that maybe that's it. Maybe there is something that either we pay attention more to those kind of things. or But I think it's just a feel, right? Like we, we get into a vibe. Artists tend yeah. to get into a vibe. And then they practice getting into a vibe. 
I think mm-hmm. there's something to be said about that, right? If you practice yes. enough um, and you stay in this state of mind, I think you can be open more to those kinds of things. And that's, again, that's it's why I wanted to have you on. I, I know, trust me, man, when this comes out, it's going to be received really, really well. Um, I'm excited for the audience to hear this. Um, I'm hoping that you'll be back again. I, I would love for you for you to be our guy um, if we have questions or anything, or just come on and talk about music as well. That, that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about too. How many people in the UFO community, and especially some of your cohorts that you work with, how many of them know that um, you have this extensive like background in, in the hip hop community? I mention it. I'll mention it in an interview sometimes, and mm-hmm. I try to just bring a little bit of that hip hop flavor to what I do because it's yep. just who I am. And, um, and otherwise I think it's boring. And, uh, so I'd like to talk about it a little bit here and there. People don't really care. They just want to hear about UFOs and I'll do, a, <laughs> I'll do a, I'll do a hip hop tweet and I don't get a bunch of likes on it, but it's, or I'll talk, I'll be talking about funk music. Yeah. You know, I like, San, I, I like San Diego artists like, um, throwback Zach. I don't know. If oh yeah. Him. Yes. Best. Yep. Yes, I'm a huge Throwback Zach fan, man. Yeah, and, uh, he. In fact, we booked him for um, some of. Uh, we we were doing an event called a uh, Hip Hop Wins out here for the last three years. It was a Wednesday event where um, we'd have artists from all around the world come through. But uh, Throwback Zach was he came through and he absolutely yeah. demolished it. It was awesome. He's a man. Uh, yeah, I, I produced a beat for uh, Zachy Force Funk. I don't know if you know who that is. He's an LA funk guy. Oh wow! I grew up in, yeah, I grew up with him in Tucson, Arizona. Um, so I just, yeah, it's, this is always a part of me and I'm down to come on anytime. I love talking to people with hip hop, uh, backgrounds and stuff, man. I, I would love to talk about it. I'd love to talk to, uh, any celebrities, you know, or just hip hop people that have had yeah. experiences. Into it. I'd love to shoot them your way. Um, is there, uh, what did you produce on by the way? I produced on um, the Zachy Force Funk. No, just, uh, like what was your, what did you use? Like a SP twelve hundred? You said a laptop. A, like what were you producing on? Yeah, I had an MPC two thousand XL, and then um, I used I, I switched to a machine after yeah. I got a computer. Dope, super dope. Yeah, um, yeah. I had to ask that because I know the producer heads are probably like, "You better fucking ask him." Yeah. Um, yeah. But dude, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Um, guys, follow everything that uh, Danny Silva does. Danny Silva record on Instagram. Um, the silver, uh, silver online. Um, go there. Now you guys know, now you guys, you guys know we have somebody on the inside and that's awesome. That is amazing. Um, that a guy, uh, like yourself is out there. Um, and then, I mean, you're hip hop, bro. I know you're hip hop. I can hear it in your voice. I can see yeah. it. Um, that's something that I think that the hip hop community is going to be really psyched about. Um, that's the thing, man. I, another one of my goals is, I want the hip hop community on board with this. And I know yes. that they already fuck with UFO stuff. I know they do. Yep. They're just probably looking at maybe a little bit of the wrong stuff. Everyone, they start That's getting what it into is. UFOs and then yep. they're mixing, they're mixing it with like Illuminati all of a sudden and racist yep. stuff. And also the crazy stuff. I'm like, don't touch that. Yep. Don't even mess with the crazy stuff. We have so much information right here. So if we can get the, the hip hop community motivated and on board with this, and I, I know it would just make a huge difference. Well, hopefully this will this will be a good spark, man. And we're definitely I you have my word that we're going to keep following up on this. We're going to keep following up on you. Um, we've been going strong for you know six seven years now, so we're well into three hundred episodes um, with with different interviews of artists and and just various creatives all around. You you yourself are a creative, and and it's it, I feel like that voice is a voice that our community trusts. You know that they, they can speak they speak the same language as you. Um, so hearing 
these huge, huge things come from you, um, it, it kind of gives us more of a peace of mind here at Crappy Awesome and Platform Collection, man. So please, please come back again. Guys, follow everything he does. Dude, thank you so much for your time, man. Anytime. I'm about to come on anytime. Thank you, man. It's great to meet you. You too, Danny. And, and I'll be reaching out to you soon. And uh, yeah, guys, follow Danny Silva. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Yeah, dude, that's Danny Silva. Um, man, what can I say, dude? He's one of the good ones, right? He goes into that group of one of the good ones. We love to say that about the people that we have on the show. Um, man, that was exciting. I love I love talking to guys like Danny. You can tell, right? He's got that producer, that producer swag, right? He reminds me of a lot of producers that I know. Um, yeah, dude. Good God. That's a lot of information. Guys, if there's things you want us to follow up with Danny, let us know, um, and we'll do that. Uh, he's there. Follow him, though. Reach out. He said he wants the hip-hop community to reach out to him. I'm going to hook him up with DJ FM for sure. Uh, that's a guy that he needs to talk to. I mean, we've had tons of people on the show, guys. You know that, right? Uh, people have been following the show for a while. We, we talk about this subject a lot. Um, and now we have an inside track with Danny. So, man, thanks so much to Danny. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, platformcollection.com is where you'll find us. We're going to be doing way more of these guys reaching because we didn't really reach out of the hip hop community, did we? Right? That was the rub. We got you. You thought it was just going to be a UFO guy, but it wasn't. It was one of our guys, one of our hip hop heads that um, also knows what the fuck he's talking about. And uh, he's a critical thinker, and that's what we need. We need more of that in our community as well. So hopefully, um, if you are a believer, experiencer, somebody who's just uh, interested in the topic, the Silva Record, silvarecord.com. Um, again, silvarecord.com. And Danny Silva Record at, on Instagram. Slide him some messages, man. Let him know that we're writing for him. Because um, now we know that... Uh, that's a, that's a voice we can back, right? Platformcollection.com, guys. Thank you so much. Go there. Check out all the other shows. Uh, shout out to our staff, who is amazing right now. They are killing it. Tons of other shows. If you're a producer, we got shows for you. If you need some inspiration, we got shows for you. If you're a movie buff, we got shows for you. Um, and we're about to launch a whole new series. Well, it's kind of a, uh, a relaunch of a series called verb, um, that I used to do for, uh, as a personal blog, but we're taking it over platform collection. And what it's going to be is the behind the scenes at platform collection. A lot of people have been talking about how do we do certain things? You know, how do we line up things? Even these interviews, right? How do we do those? Well, we're going to show you the behind the scenes of all the staff. You're going to meet all the staff. Finally. Um, and really get to know their faces and, and the lives that they live. Um, because if we've always said here at Platform Collection, we don't just rap. That's not what we're trying to do here. Um, we're trying to help out the world a little bit. We're trying to bring some happiness into your life. But we're really about this life. So we want you to see that verb coming to PlatformCollection.com next month. It launches out. We got some episodes on the way. You're going to see us outside of the hip hop world as well, just living our lives. Um, so please, please tune into that. And uh, man, I'm still riding high off that interview. I, I, I love Danny is a, a great guy. You never know, you know, you never know when you reach into these other worlds. But like I said, he's one of ours. He's out there doing the good work. 
So, guys, take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Um, go to over to our YouTube. Make sure you follow Tumex as well. Tumex TV. Tumex, right? I need to hook up Danny with Tumex. That's got to happen. Um, hell yeah. I'm going to make that happen. So, we'll see you guys soon. Cover your mouths. Don't sneeze on anybody. You know the deal.